الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان عده الشهور عند الله 12 شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والارض يوم خلق السماوات والارض منها اربعه حرم قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اذكركم الله في اهل بيتي اذكركم الله في اهل بيتي او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders we are on the eve of a very very auspicious occasion of the day of ashura to be conscious of these occasions to observe the auspiciousness of these occasions to try and take the maximum benefit that allah taala has showered down on these occasions this is all a sign of iman this is a sign of iman of a person that when allah taala has placed some extra virtue in something he is also eager for it and this is appreciation of this great bounty and these great nehmats of allah taala to be totally unmindful not even knowing what came and what went and not being conscious of it this is a kind of indifference so alhamdulillah when these occasions come generally there is a awareness people are conscious so this is a very great thing this is a very great sign of iman just to recap some of the things that we may have heard over time obviously and maybe perhaps recently also with regards to the virtues of these day of this day as far as the 10th of muharram is concerned this is an extremely virtuous day in one hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam it is mentioned regarding him that anas radhiyallahu anhu says i never saw any nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam eagerly waiting to fast on any day like he would show the importance to the month of ramadan and thereafter the day of ashura after the month of ramadan the day that he gave greatest importance to in fasting ramadan is obviously compulsory and farz but the importance that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave to the day of ashura though he used to fast excessively throughout the year there wasn't this amount of importance given to any other day that itself already shows us what is the great virtue of this day and this was the one day in which to fast was compulsory initially before the month of ramadan the fast became compulsory in ramadan so in any case this is a very virtuous day as far as the fast is concerned person who fasts on the day of ashura yukaffiru sanat almadiya it is a means of compensation of the past year sins which is itself a very great thing whether it is minor sins then too it's a very very great thing and then as far as the day of ashura is concerned one particular virtue that has been mentioned in the ahadith is man wassa'a ala iyalihi yawm ashura wassa'a allah alayhi as-sanata kullaha aw kama qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the person who is generous upon his family on the day of ashura he spends something more on them he is a little bit 
within the limits, within his capacity, a bit lavish on the meal of that day, Allah Ta'ala will be generous upon him throughout the year. Allah's generosity, what can we even imagine? So, this is something that we should try. Fasting is not farz or wajib, but we should try for that too. If somebody can manage it, very good. Somebody cannot manage it, there's no uh, sin involved because it's nafil. But, we should try. And together with that, the aspect of being generous upon our families within our capacity. There's no need for a person to go beyond his means or to go exceed the bounds. But, something more than the norm, something that he spends a little more on them, this is a means of gaining this great benefit from Allah Taala. Nevertheless, these are few aspects in terms of the virtues of this day. But one very important aspect also, Nabi Wasallam said, when he was told that the Jews also fast on this day. So Nabi Wasallam said to the Sahaba, that you fast the 9th and 10th or the 10th and 11th. Sumu yawman qablahu aw yawman ba'da. Why? So that you do not even resemble the Jews outwardly. You are not fasting because of them. Is this a coincidence that they are fasting also? As a result of that Musa والسلام, was saved from Fir'aun and his people on this day so as a means of thanksgiving to Allah So in any case you fast also because you are not fasting because of them. But avoid even the outer resemblance. So you fast one day before and oh, one day after as well. You are fasting two fasts, they are fasting one. You are not resembling them in that way also. So the lesson in this is to avoid any kind of even external resemblance with the Yahud and Nasara. And to avoid any kind of emulation of them in their way of life. Whether it is how they conduct their businesses, or how they have their marriages, or how they live day to day life, that is the real boycott. That we boycott their way of life. So in any case, this is a lesson that we learn on this day as well. The following of the way of Rasulullah and opposing the ways of the Yahud and Nasara. As far as the tenth of Muharram is concerned, generally or in many quarters, the significance of this day is brought down to one very very heart-rending incident that took place in the annals of Islamic history. And that is the martyrdom of Sayyidina Hussain Sayyidina Hussain, his martyrdom occurred on the 10th of Muharram. But this is putting the cart before the horse in the sense that like a person passes away in Ramadan, so you, the person, his family, etc., they take it as a very great thing that the person passed away, but he passed away in Ramadan, that the virtues of Ramadan he got. So likewise, the virtues of Ashura are from Rasulullah He gave the virtues of this day. The 10th of Muharram was significant from what Nabi Islam explained to us. Sayyidina Hussain was martyred almost 50 years later. So this was among his great virtues that he got the virtue of Ashura as well. He got Shahadat and together with Shahadat he got Shahadat in Muharram. In one hadith, Nabi Islam says that the greatest of fasts after Ramadan are Shaharullah al-Muharram. The fast of the month of Allah Ta'ala, Muharram. This is to show the virtue, the significance. Every month is Allah Ta'ala's month. 
So in any case that he got Muharram, and in Muharram he got the 10th of Muharram. So this added virtue upon virtue for him. As far as the martyrdom of Sayyidina Hussain is concerned, then this is something that would stir the Iman of any Mu'min. Indeed, it was a very, very heart-rending incident. And the love for Sayyidina Hussain who is part of the Ahle Bayt, the household, the family of Rasulullah This is something, their love, this is part of our Iman. Loving the Ahle Bayt is part of the Iman of a Mu'min. Without their love, his Iman is deficient. In one hadith, Nabi Salaam says that أَحِبُّ اللَّهَ لِمَا يَغْذُوكُمْ مِنْ نِعَمِهِ Love Allah Ta'ala for all the bounties that He shows upon you. Allah Ta'ala's bounties starts off with this bounty of Iman. <coughs> SubhanAllah, nothing in the whole world can equate to this. Put the whole world and all its bo- riches and gold and diamonds and silver and whatever else all on one side that is nothing, is not a speck of dust compared to this gift and bounty of Iman that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with. And then together with that all our physical ni'mats and bounties we have, Allah Ta'ala enables us to see what a great gift. Can the whole world pay for these eyes? Our hearing, our tongue, our heart, our hands, our feet, from head to toe every second, every moment Allah Ta'ala is enabling us to breathe out of His grace and mercy. And then all the other various bounties and ni'mats. So love Allah Ta'ala for the bounties that He showers upon you. وَأَحِبُّونِي بِحُبِّ اللَّهِ And then Nabi Islam says, Love me due to your love for Allah Ta'ala. If you love Allah Ta'ala, you love me. And وَأَحِبُّوا أَهْلَ بَيْتِي بِحُبِّي And then love my family due to your love for me. Love me due to your love for Allah Ta'ala. And love my family due to your love for me. So loving the family of Nabi Islam is a part of the iman of every mu'min. His iman is deficient without this. And likewise the love of Sayyidina Hussain And this love was the love that every sahabi had for them. And they had this love for all the Ahle Bayt. This is also something else. Which is a deception that is put in from various quarters, from the Shia etc. That they bring down the Ahle Bayt to half a dozen individuals. And exclude the rest. Whereas among the Ahl Bayt in the Quran Sharif, Allah wa Taala addresses the Azwaj Mutahharat, the pure and noble wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Allah Taala is addressing them directly in the Quran Sharif. Before this ayat, Allah Taala starts off addressing them. Ya Nisa an Nabi, O the wives of the Nabi of Allah Taala, lastunna ka ahadin min nisa in ittaqaytunna fala taqda'na bil qawl. You are not like ordinary women. You have a very high pedestal and position. And Allah Ta'ala addresses them directly. وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنْ وَلَا تَبَرَّجْنَ تَبَرُّجَ الْجَاهِلِيَةِ الْأُولَى وَأَقِمْنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَآتِينَ الزَّكَاةِ وَأَطِعْنَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهِ Establish salah in your lives. Discharge the zakah. Be obedient to Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All this Allah Ta'ala is addressing them directly. As advice. Like somebody will get, give advice. So Allah Ta'ala is encouraging them and that this advice will become a means of advice for every woman till the day of Qiyamah and every human being and every Muslim and then Allah Ta'ala in this mid-verse 
اللہ تعالیٰ سے انما یرید اللہ یدھب عنکم الرجس اہل البیت ویطاہرکم تطہیرہ اللہ تعالیٰ wishes you out the household of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the wives are being addressed the ahle bayt that you are the household of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah Ta'ala wishes to keep you totally pure Allah Ta'ala wishes to keep somebody pure can anybody else then make them impure anybody else's remarks against them anybody else's comments against them anybody else's effort to try and disgrace them in any way will that be of any avail to anyone it is like a person trying to spit on the moon trying to spit at the moon trying to spit at the moon that falls back on his own face so in any case the Ahle Bayt are beyond the half a dozen individuals that the Shia believe in they include the wives of Rasulullah which the Quran Sharif affirms and a mu'min loves all the Ahle Bayt and he loves all the Sahaba Ikram and among the Sahaba also was this very great, very close and great bond that they shared with the Ahle Bayt and they loved each other Hazrat Abu Bakr when Hazrat Abbas was imprisoned and he was captured as a, as a prisoner of war so in any case in the lengthy incident Hazrat Umar said to him that why don't you accept Islam Please accept Islam. Your accepting Islam is more beloved to me than the acceptance of Islam by my own father. Because I know Nabi Islam will get happier with your Islam. That is his uncle after all. Now this was the love he had for the uncle of Nabi Islam, the Ahle Bayt. Hazrat Abu Bakr is walking and Hussein he sees Hazrat Hassan who is a little child still. He picks him up with great affection and then jokingly says to him that you are not resembling Ali you resemble Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Ali is standing on the side and he is smiling about this that look at this affection that Abu Bakr has for my son and he says you don't resemble your father you resemble your grandfather <laughs> like how in a joking manner somebody says something Hazrat Umar in the time of his Khilafat he comes to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and he says to him, please marry your daughter to me. Ali radiallahu says, look I have some other intention for her. I had intended to have her married to the son of Jafar radiallahu He says, please give me your daughter's hand in marriage. And there is nobody else who will appreciate her nobility on the face of this earth like I will appreciate it. Ali radiallahu says, very well, this is done. He got his daughter married to Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu Now does a person give his daughter in hand, the daughter's hand in marriage to somebody he has any enmity with? Somebody he doesn't trust? Somebody he feels is his enemy? He gives his daughter to somebody who he really is happy with. He won't get his daughter married to somebody he is unhappy with. This is the evidence of how close this bond was between the Sahaba Ikram and the Ahle Bayt the Sahaba in general and the Ahle Bayt Hazrat Abu Bakr is in his, on his deathbed and he looks out of the window of his house the Sahaba outside and he addresses them and says that look I have already appointed a successor I have already appointed a successor would you be happy with him? Now they don't even know who he is appointed 
But they trust him so much that they say in one voice almost that whoever you've appointed, we are happy with him. Hazrat Ali then speaks up. He says, La narda illa yakuna Umar. We will not be happy except if you've appointed Umar. Who is saying this? Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. If you appointed Umar, you'll be happy. If it's anybody else, then it's a different issue. It was, after all, Hazrat Umar that was appointed. But this is the love that they shared. This is the respect for one another. This is the bond that they had. And therefore, this is just a deception that some people just make loud and bold claims that they have very great love for the Ahle Bayt, whereas they discard half the Ahle Bayt. And they talk disparagingly about the Sahaba Ikram. They have very, very filthy remarks about Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. They run down Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anha. Hazrat Umar radiallahu anha. Can this be a sign of Iman? And then we've heard, and everybody has heard almost, and every child has heard about the martyrdom of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anha, which shakes the Iman of every mu'min. If a person reads that incident, and if it doesn't shake his Iman, then there's something deficient in him. It makes a person want to cry tears of blood. There's no time to go into the details of it. But just as this was a very, very severe incident, very heart-rending incident, likewise there were very major incidents of martyrdom in the time of the sahaba Kiram and thereafter. We are now presently in the month of Muharram. The 10th of Muharram is celebrated as a day of martyrdom of Sayyidina Hussain Whereas we already explained that earlier. That the significance is from the time of Nabi Wasallam. This was a feather in his cap, so to speak. That he gained shahadat on the 10th of Muharram. But there were martyrdoms that happened which are also equally heart-rending. Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab the second Khalifa of Islam, that personality who Nabi Islam said regarding him, Lokana Badi Nabiyan, Lakana Umar. Had they been a Nabi after me, Rabbi Umar, that person who was among the Ashara and Mubashara, who Nabi Islam gave the glad tidings of Jannah while he walked on earth. And so many virtues of his. And comes the time when he has to now, his time has come to leave the world, he's performing the Fajr Salah in the Masjid of Rasulullah. And while he is busy performing the Fajr Salah, Abu Lu'lu Majusi, a fire worshipper, who had disguised himself as a Muslim at that moment, and came and joined the Saf, joined the Muslims in the Salah. And as Umar is performing the Salah, he runs out of the Saf, and with a dagger in his hand, and he stabs him several times. And then as he flees, he stabs several other Sahaba on his way out. And Umar collapses on the ground. Abdurrahman ibn Awf comes forward and completes the salah and then he is carried home and some milk is brought for him he drinks that milk but it comes out oozes out of that wound in his stomach it was such a deep wound and in any case they realize he's not going to survive it's a lengthy incident but the point is finally he met his last and he became shaheed he met Allah wa ta'ala it was the first of Muharram so the first of Muharram, the month of Muharram starts, on the first obviously. The month of Muharram starts and people are conscious of shahadat Hussein radiallahu anh, which indeed is close to, he was close to the heart of every Muslim. 
But the first of Muharram was the day when Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab was martyred, nobody knows about it. How come? He is that personality who was, when he was passing away, Hazrat Ali Radlano comes. In fact, he had passed away. It was now the preparations for his funeral were being made. He was lying on the bier. And Hazrat Abbas says, I suddenly looked behind me, somebody had placed their hand on my shoulder. I looked behind, who is this Hazrat Ali عنه. And he is now talking to Hazrat Umar. He's passed away. He's just making some, uh, expressing his feelings. And he's saying that I knew Allah Ta'ala will allow you to be buried alongside your two companions. Maybe referring to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Hazrat Abu Bakr How many times I heard in my lifetime Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying Zahabtu ana wa Abu Bakrin Ana zahabtu Abu Bakrin wa Umar Wa dakhaltu wa Abu Bakrin wa Umar Wa kharajtu wa Abu Bakrin wa Umar How many times in my life I kept on hearing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying something I went, Abu Bakr and Umar were with me I came from somewhere, Abu Bakr and Umar were with me And in numerous occasions Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi spoke something about himself. He said, Abu Bakr and Umar were with me. They, were, they did this with me. I was therefore sure that you also will be with them after you pass away also. So, this was the personality Hazrat Umar Ta'ala Yet when he is martyred, the day he is martyred, we don't even know about it. Hazrat Usman Ta'ala the third Khalif of Islam, time is already run out, but when the time comes for him to meet Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, the people who had come from other countries and they had now started creating mischief and they created a rebellion and then they besieged his home and they cut off the water supply as well and in that condition he one day comes out onto the roof of his house and he addresses the people do you know that Nabi Islam said that who is it that will purchase the well of Rumah and make it free for the Muslims to use and for him is Jannat do you know I purchased it so I got this glad tiring of Jannat already and in this way he mentioned many many things so many things he mentioned in any case the time finally came he's busy reciting the Quran Sharif in his home and these rebels break in and when they come in they finally attack him while he's busy reciting the Quran Sharif his blood falls onto the pages of the Quran Sharif and he's martyred and he's that personality who Nabi Islam said Zin Nurain who was Nabi Islam said regarding him after his first wife passed away, who was the daughter of Nabi Sallallahu Nabi Sallallahu gave him the second daughter in marriage. And he said, if one after the other, I had a hundred daughters. And one after the other, they passed away, I would have got the next one married to Osman as well. And he passed away in this manner. But we don't even know how he passed away. What was his shahadat? When it happened? How come we don't know about it? How come we don't know about the shahadat of Hazrat Hamza radiallahu The shahadat of the 70 sahaba that were martyred at Bire Ma'una. Nabi Sallallahu was so disturbed about this that for one month in the Fajr Salah he recited the Qunut and Azila and he cursed those people who were responsible for this martyrdom of these 70 Qurra and the ulama among the Sahaba Allahumma an, ri'lan, wazakwan, etc. the tribes in his Salah Nabi Sallallahu cursed them because this caused such grief to them yet we haven't heard anyway in the time of Nabi Sallallahu or the Sahaba that there was a day observed as martyrdom day for all these people. Because the whole garden of Islam has been watered with the blood of martyrs. And we have to start observing martyrdoms. Every day of the year will be somebody's martyrdom. Which day we will leave and which day we will observe something. What we have to observe is what Nabi Islam has taught us. The 10th of Muharram is a very significant day. It is a day of Ashura. 
It is a day, the fasting of this day becomes a means of compensation of the sins of the past year. Being generous on one's family on this day, this brings the generosity and the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala throughout the year. And this is a day that Nabi Sallallahu gave great importance to, we will give the same importance. As far as the martyrs are concerned, we will take the lesson from their martyrdom. That they were ready to lay down their lives for Allah Ta'ala. Are we ready to lay out our sleep at the time of Fajr? Are we ready to lay aside, not give up, just lay aside our businesses at the time of Zohar Asar, Maghrib Isha. Lay aside just our pastimes for Salah, the most important pillar of Islam after Iman. And to lay aside all our desires that go against the commands of Allah wa Ta'ala, go against the way of life of Rasulullah This is the lesson that we go to take from their martyrdom. And as far as the love that the Sahaba had for the Ahle Bayt, that is clear from our discussion, this is part of our Iman. But we don't cross the bounds. We accept all the Ahle Bayt, the Azwadi Mutaharat, and all the Sahaba Ikram, their love is part of our Iman. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq of practicing on the pure deen of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and staying away from all things that lead to deviation. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.